Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. Now <laughs> you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. here on The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, in the next hour you're going to hear me play Ruby Brath, Scott Hamilton, John Thyssen, Father Hines, Joe Minuti, and Ukulele Ike.
And we will start off with this nice letter from Peter who says, Isn't it mandatory on a main farm to have buildings unpainted on the backside and in various stages of disrepair on the way? Hmm. Peter reminds me that I once wrote for you a newspaper column on something similar. At one time, a bit inland from here, up Hope Union Way, you could see on houses various stages of improvements. In 1932, Grandfather might have put a new kind of cedar shingles on the side of the house, that, but they only reached up to the eaves. Twenty years later, around 1952, his son put on wide asbestos clapboards that come within a, a foot of the improvements installed by his father. And then 20 years later, uh, 1972, 1980, the grandson runs out of funds or energy. Well, he's about a foot shy of his father's clapboards with his white aluminum side in. The ladders of these people that live in this house seem to get shorter. No one has reached the peak of the house with a clapboard substitute since the original builder, and four generations of good intentions are visible to the naked eye. It's one of the things that delight camera-toting tourists and make Maine, Maine. I love you. 
Remember? Oh, yes. Remember, you bowed. Oh, I bowed. Yes. You bowed by all the stars above you. What stars? Those stars up in the sky. Oh, up there. Yes. Remember? Yes. Remember, we found a lonely spot. Oh, we found a lonely spot. Yes. And after I had learned... Oh, you learned something? Yes, I learned to care a lot. Oh, you care for me? Yes, and you promised. You promised that you'd forget me not. Oh, I promised that to you. Yes, but you forgot something. What did I forget? You forgot to remember. Ukulele Ike. Little challenge here. Coming up, a challenge coming up. Okay, women, if you are equal to men, why don't you prove it to me sometime? Yes. I have an example of exactly what I mean. I used to go to... Listen closely, please. I want you to hear this. I used to go to exercise class three times a week. There was a scale in the corner of the exercise room. It is one of those scales where you... Stand on it, and you can see right in front of you a weight that you slide along a bar to 150, 100 pounds. And there's another one you can move up and down that gives you the individual pounds, 150, 151. There's little notches. When men have ascertained their weight, when they've moved those weight things up and looked at it, they step off the scale and leave. Listen closely. Before women step off the scale, they move both slide-in weights back to zero.
Gana here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. This is, uh, I gotta tell you this because you're, you've listened to me so long, you know these things happen. I know you like to know about things that go on here. I have, uh, this is the third time I have made, got this far making this program. The first time I inadvertently shut the machine off when I tried to unplug the telephone. And the second time, I had some kind of, I don't know if you'd call it a mini-stroke or what, but I could not see the, to read the script on the screen. My question to you is, am I doing okay? Am I slurring? Am I gabbling? Can you tell the difference when I mumble and felt nonsense and when I'm making sense? Well, here's a, here's a chance for you to tell me. I say, I think I just had a, a, some kind of a mini-stroke. I couldn't see the see the screen to read the letters. I've had it before. It usually, first time I rushed to the hospital because it scared the pants off me, but I've had three or four of them in the past eight years or so. I know they last only about, uh, oh, 20 minutes or so, and the uh, then all of a sudden my vision comes back again. So much for that. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com if you have something you'd like to, to contribute. As I say, uh, keep your eye on me. Make sure I'm doing okay here today. Are you good at remembering names and faces? You know very well that I'm not, and it's more annoying than embarrassing when someone says, I can't believe you don't remember me. I've been to your house four times. Now, I'm not alone when it comes to having a bad memory. You might have heard about those people who forgot to list on their job applications that they had been convicted of theft, assault, manslaughter, and even cocaine trafficking. What an exciting life you must have if you can forget that you've spent your last birthday in jail.
Joe Banuti and Father Hines here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. How am I doing anyway? Am I still here? I guess I am. When archaeologists excavated a 400-year-old privy site in Newfoundland, guess what? They discovered eggs from three well-known human intestinal parasites, plus a rare species of liver fluke never before found in North America. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful to live in a time when exciting scientific breakthroughs like this are so commonplace that we calmly take them for granted? here on The Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. How am I doing? I'm still still upright here. I can see the screen, so I guess things are going along nicely. Living abroad is one of the most frightening things an American can do, because... Americans are likely to discover 
that there are so many countries where the standard of living is much higher than it is here. The health care, everybody knows this, the health care is better in dozens of countries that don't have anywhere near the wealth that the United States has. That's when you look around and you ask yourself a troubling question. If you live in the richest country in the world, where has most of all that wealth gone? Why don't we see it going into health, education, or infrastructure? Could welfare cheats have possibly siphoned off all those trillions of dollars? A lot of people want you to believe it.
Mm, John Tyson. And I have messed up here because, you know, never would I ever play My Funny Valentine on this program. I meant to play There's a Small Hotel. So I'm, I'm going to be watching out here. Things are not going the way they should. Not that we don't like to hear John Tyson. I just don't care for that that song. Was one of the most, that's probably because I was a bass player and that was one of the most horrible things to have to play on bass because you just stood there and pulled one out plunk. So much for that. Those of us who can't spell, those of us who can't spell live in a phonemic world. That means we spell words the way we hear words, which might work in Spanish or Finnish, but not in English. They ain't spelt the way they look or the sound. And this was brought to mind by some people who sneered at Google. One should not knock Google. I have a lot of books in my library, but looking through them to to confirm something would be a tiresome chore. I wrote hundreds of newspaper columns before I had a computer, and now I wonder how I ever did it. There was a time when I used to cut sentences out of a typewritten page with scissors and rearrange them. It was like fitting together a huge verbal puzzle. used to edit with scissors. Imagine that. My life, I don't know about yours, my life has been made easier by cut and paste in my computer and by Google. Think about this. How easy it must be now to get through college. Most of the time I spent on reports and papers was in simply retyping the final draft to get the clean copy to hand in. Clean copy, yes, this might come as a surprise to you, but 40, 50 years ago, clean copy used to count almost as much as actually saying something. Now, of course, one pushes a button and it comes out of the printer crisp and fresh and clean. Now you have to say something because everybody turns in clean copy. As you know, well, if you believe what I believe, Google is a blessing for those of us who can't spell and have to look up the spelling of compliment to see if it has an I or an E every time we want to use the words. Those of us who can't spell, you know, we live in a phonemic world and Google and computers have made our lives much, much easier.
While looking up microchip cat flaps, I found an advertisement that said, Keep your cat safe with savings on sturdy outdoor pet enclosures. <laughs> outdoor pet enclosures. Another person might look at your purchase and accuse you of confining one of Mother Nature's free creatures in an inhuman, cruel, and unsanitary cage. See what I'm getting at here? The only difference between a sturdy outdoor pet enclosure and an inhuman, cruel, and unsanitary cage is in the eye of the beholder. I'm extremely grateful for this sociological phenomenon that you and I call the eye of the beholder. Were it not for the inherent differences in the eyes of beholders, several billion men would be trying to arrange my demise so they could marry my wife.
John Tyson playing. Was that Jerome Kern? Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. And it says right here on this CD, arranged and conducted by Jim Levendis. I don't know if that's Lithuanian or Greek. Jim Levendis. Interesting. Interesting arrangement. I am the humble farmer. Love to hear from you. And please listen to this. I have driven close to one million miles in all kinds of weather, traffic, urban commutes, rural commutes, various obstacles, blinding sun, and never had a crash. I didn't say it. That was a quote. Because it takes a certain kind of person to be able to write something like that. I couldn't do it. Could you? Would you dare say that you'd never crashed in an automobile, never had a stroke while you were making a radio program? Do you, do you know what would happen to me this afternoon if I said that I'd never been struck by lightning or crashed in a car? You send out a yearly family letter. On the bottom of a yearly family letter that my wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman, sent out, I posted a picture of 11 baited mousetraps next to a hole inhabited by moles or bowls or whatever they are on the sunny south side of our house. As might be expected, we received several treatises back from our academic 
friends outlined in, in detail their various adventures as exterminators. Jeremy, who's a scientist who teaches neurology at one of our leading universities, says he gets between their ears, as it were, as it were, and Jeremy says, I think I noted that you had baited some traps with what looked to be cheese. Professional exterminators usually use something sweet that cannot easily be taken from the bait holder. Hear that? He says, I have used soft cookies that I can smush onto the holder, and also gum drops. Both are very effective. Jeremy should know that the picture was deceiving, because I bait with peanut butter. When I'm in an unforgiving mood, I tie on a piece of bacon with a string. And I had never thought about gumdrops before. I do think about this. Gumdrops, sweet, sticky gumdrops sound good. Think about this. If the trap doesn't get them, they're very likely to perish with diabetes.
that. John Thyssen trying to slide right into here's that rainy day. I guess not on this program. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I'm the Humble Farmer. Love to hear from you. During a February blizzard that was supposed to be the worst in 30 years, the governor of Massachusetts declared a state of emergency across Massachusetts, and the governor of Massachusetts banned non-emergency vehicles from roadways after 4 p.m. <laughs> when I saw this on television, my thoughts were, good luck, buddy. Imagine, think about this, are they going to ticket people who are out in the storm? Yes, they can shut down the turnpikes, but there is always someone who thinks that he can just barely have time to get from here to there and will try to beat the deadline. You know as well as I do that a lot of people who are stopped are going to be very angry. If there is one thing Americans hold dear, it is the right to drive during a blizzard until they get stuck and then have to be rescued or have their frozen bodies removed from their cars two days later.
Thank you again for listening. We get time for maybe a little bit. What am I doing here? A little bit more of John Thyssen. I'm trying to remember how to push the buttons on this machine. <laughs> I'm still upright here. Maine people who growl about Massachusetts invaders who build million-dollar houses with a million-dollar view of the ocean, well, these people have sharp memories. I remember back in 1965 when these very same people laughed all the way to the bank when that sucker from Massachusetts paid them $3,000 for Grampy's Point. (laughs) ¶¶